Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday. Takes on Takes edition of the show. Kyle Krabs, the esteemed outdoorsman, has joined me today on the podcast. I don't know why you're surprised by this. I, I love it. I love it. I'm sitting here getting early morning text messages from Kyle with pictures of buckets full of fish, you got a picture on there with holding some giant fish that, you know, single guys put on their Instagram pages. It was a glorious morning from text message from Kyle. Did not realize that you were, uh, you know, such an esteemed outdoorsman. Well, here's the fun thing about this, right? You know, I, my grandfather was an extreme outdoorsman, you know, hunting, fishing, um, until health kind of prevented him from being so. But I spent a lot of my youth and childhood, like getting on the boat and going out with grandpa and going fishing. And I had the opportunity to go out on this fishing charter this morning. So you, you get up at the ass crack of dawn at 4.15 and you know you got to drive down to the docks and uh, we shove off and you're on the boat. And Joe, we were done fishing by 9.30. We had reached the max capacity of fish we were allowed <laughs> to catch legally by 9.30 in the morning. I'm back at my house at 11 o'clock. I get to work a full day of scouting football in addition to going fishing and having a good day of fishing. Kyle, how many times did we talk on the phone yesterday? Four different times, maybe? Maybe Probably. more? Four Probably. times according to the podcast. You never once mentioned you were going fishing. I didn't Tuesday think it morning. was a big deal. Didn't? Oh, man. I don't know. All right. Are you like, I've already invited you for next time. <laughs> so now I'm expecting you to come. Well, next this. Time. Yeah, can't wait. You know, Ben Solak, also an esteemed outdoorsman. People don't know that. So maybe you guys can do like a little fishing video for the people sometimes. Is he a fisherman? Yeah, he loves it. He takes that trip every July out to Canada with him himself in a boat. Doesn't have his phone on him. You know, he talks about this. No. You never heard of this. You never heard Solak talk about fishing? No. Oh, God. Get, Get him on that. Get him on that next time you talk to him. Very good. I will. All right. Takes on takes. Let's do it. Um, Hold on, I'm gonna crack the knuckles here. You hear that? That was bad. Yeah. Um, okay, you want the first one or not? Uh yes, I do. All right. Cameron Spencer says if LaVisca Chenault is drafted in the late first, his likelihood of having a more productive rookie season than his early first round counterparts greatly increases because he has better chance of playing for a creative offensive coach. You mean to tell me? Offensive genius Adam Gase <laughs> wouldn't be able to maximize LaVisca Chenault. Joe, first touchdown in 40 possessions for the offense for the New York Jets this weekend. <laughs> you just Did you find, realize that? Are you finding a reason to talk about Adam Gase here? Or? I think it's hilarious. Adam Gase pulled the shoot in Miami because he wanted to win now. Guess what, brother? You might be worse than the Dolphins. Congratulations. Um, I'm just I'm just glad he released Jordan Phillips personally. Yeah. He's having a good year so far <laughs> for awesome. your Buffalo Bills. Yep. Um, Cameron Spencer's take. 
I don't know. I feel like there's... I feel like you can get creative play callers, you know, in the teens in the draft. Like, obviously, if you're a team that's picking super high, your team's probably bad, and that limits your ability to uh, call creative plays. But I'm trying to think of teams that might make sense, like no, the to Baltimore me, to, Ravens. To me, this is all about the Packers and Saints as being first-round wide receiver destinations late in the draft. That's what I think it comes down to. But there's also other there's also other teams. That would make plenty of sense. Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. And people are going to turn their nose up at that, but Brian Dayball is a very creative offensive play caller. Yeah, you, he's unbelievable. Yes. Um, Baltimore Ravens with uh, Greg Roman and what they've been able to implement from a spread perspective. I think this is a good take, but I, I don't necessarily think you're handcuffed in saying, well, he has to get picked after 20 to go to a creative play caller. Yeah, I try to get inside Cameron's head here, and I think he's thinking of the teams we just talked about and then thinking against teams like maybe the Jets, Jaguars. Speaking of Jaguars, Cameron very disappointed in the way that I pronounced Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a follow-up. Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. Ja- what, what, how do you say it? I say Jaguar. You do? Yeah. I'm, I definitely say Jaguars. Sorry. I don't know. It's us Yankees, you know, <laughs> us Northern folk. I mean, I don't do it on purpose. It's just the way I've always said it, right? Like Jaguars, Jaguars. Take from Dean. Mm-hmm. The Colts have a top five head coach and general manager partnership. Yeah, good take. Absolutely. Frank Reich's an unbelievable head coach. When you combine him with Chris Ballard, who's an unbelievable general manager, you have a top five pairing all day long. I think those guys are exceptional. Uh, Dennis says the Oklahoma Sooners have the best RB unit in college football. Trey Sermon, Kennedy Brooks, and Ramador Stevenson are studs and will find their spot in the NFL. Well, I think all these players obviously find spots in the NFL. They're extremely talented. They're productive players when they have the opportunity to touch the football. It's just there's only so many shares that can go around in that Oklahoma offense. The best running back unit in football. College football. College football. I think it's more likely to be true this year than if it would. you were saying this for last year, right? Georgia's got some dudes, man. But uh, I understand that, yeah. but but it, right now it's the DeAndre Swift show. They give the ball to three guys. Like, I watch Georgia, and I'm wishing for more Swift. <laughs> I also I th- think about uh, Clemson last year before Feaster transferred. Oh, yeah, Choice Feaster and ETN. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. So I think I think this is a reasonable chance of being a true valid take for 2019 college football season. Uh Joe take from Melanthcon? I guess, yeah. 89? Yeah. After the 31 to 3 beatdown of the Browns are the 49ers the real deal? I know you guys have been hesitant, or at least Kyle has been. I've I am saying that they are reeling, can go deep. Can't I think he means can go deep into the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, I've been trying to tell Kyle all summer that the 49ers were for real. Can't get this guy on board. What? <laughs> Shut your mouth. No, 
You are not pinning this I, on me. I had to because he said it, at least Kyle, and I wanted to, to exacerbate. I've just been more transparent <laughs> with it. I'm not afraid to, to upset the 49ers the, fan the base. The point I've made uh, throughout this entire, you know, being cautious with San Francisco is that this is a 10-32 and 32 football team or whatever. It was 10-22 and 22 football team over the last two years that um, hasn't won, and we wanted to see evidence of it being true before we started crowning them. Well, they go out and start 4-0. and They beat a couple of good football teams. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of reason to believe San Francisco is definitely a team that's ready to, you know, definitely make a playoff run and maybe challenge to win some games in the postseason. Uh, I get nervous about a team like San Francisco in the postseason because they're going to have to beat a team like New Orleans or Green Bay or Seattle or Los Angeles, teams that have been tested in big games with quarterbacks that have played in big games. And I think that's something that maybe uh, puts some doubt in my mind about them making a really deep run. but. San Francisco's playing really good defense. That defensive line is is playing extremely well. They've invested a lot there. It's playing well. Secondary's been way better than I anticipated. I thought that might be a weakness. You know, Shanahan's getting a lot out of those running backs. Garoppolo's playing pretty good football. The offensive line is a concern. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of reason to be excited about the 49ers, and they're giving us reason to believe as opposed to crowning them preseason after going 10-22 and 22 the previous two years. And, and real quick, I sent the tweet at 9.39 on October 7th last night. I'm sorry I doubted you 49ers. Y'all passed the eyeball test big time tonight, no matter what the final outcome is. It was in the, the end of the first half of the game. I'm ready to eat crow for doubting San Francisco this summer. And it's for all of the reasons you just said. You know, And the schedule wasn't the most imposing through the first three games. But the way they came out, against a Browns team, which regardless of what you think of the Browns, they have talent, right? They might not be well coached. They may be undisciplined. They may be unfocused at times, but they have talent. Mm -hmm. And San Francisco embarrassed them. San Francisco dominated them. They beat the shit out of them up front. Very impressive from San Francisco. And that was the one I needed to see to say, okay, yeah, this is a good football team. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy for three games, but seeing the way and the manner in which they played last night was very revealing for me that this is a good football team. Uh, next one. This one goes to you, right? Doctor. Yes. It's from doctor. He's back this week. <laughs> doctor says the Colts will be the only team to beat the chiefs in the regular season Ooh. this year, but fail to make the playoffs some spice there, Kyle. Well, he's saying that the only other teams that will beat the Chiefs this season will be the teams that are in pl the playoffs. Say that again. He's saying that no other team that won't make the playoffs beats Kansas City the rest of the way. He's not saying Kansas City won't lose another game. He's saying the Colts are the only team to beat the Chiefs in the regular season this year that failed to make the playoffs. So he's saying the Colts don't make the playoffs. Is that one big way of saying the Colts are not making the playoffs? Yes, and he's also saying the Chiefs are not going to lose to the uh, Oakland Raiders or the Denver Broncos, or he's effectively saying like the LA Chargers won't make the playoffs okay. if he's expecting the Chargers to sweep. Or... I want your take on if the Colts are going to make the playoffs. <sighs> Probably not. I do not want to overreact to the game that they illustrated against an injured Patrick Mahomes. 
you know, I tip of the cap to Indianapolis. They executed their game plan beautifully. But they've lost Kamoko Ture, presumably for the season with the broken ankle and dislocated ankle. Uh, obviously, the loss of Andrew Luck versus Jacoby Brissett. Um, I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing this team continue to run in a competitive division, but an average division running enough games as wins against the AFC South to leverage themselves into a position to win 10 games. Well, I I think looking at the division, right? That's the easiest course to make the playoffs in the NFL, Jacksonville and Tennessee. I don't think they're going to win that division. It's between Houston and Indianapolis, right? So, I do think Indianapolis has to win the division to guarantee that playoff spot because you look at the fifth and the sixth seed, you then you it starts to get muddy, right? You got Buffalo in that mix, you have Baltimore and Baltimore slash Cleveland, Houston slash the Colts, and then I mean, is the Chargers going to wake up? Or are they just too banged up? Is the Raiders a team that we have to consider there? You know, can they are they better than the Texans? I think that's what this question comes down to, and I don't think the answer is yes. It's interesting. They're, they're really well coached. Now, here's the thing about the schedule for Indianapolis. They're on the bye this week, and then they play home against Houston. Huge. Not good. Yeah, but... Right? It's a big, it's a big game. But after that, they're home against the Broncos. They're in Pittsburgh. They're home against Miami. They host Jacksonville the next four games. Stack wins easy so there, if, right? If if you stack those four games yep. before you then have to go to Houston and then you play the Titans and the Bucks, and your last two games are Panthers and Jaguars, there's a pathway to win 10 football games. But I don't expect the team to play as well as it played in week five against the Kansas City Chiefs to do so. Soft schedules is going to be the story in the AFC this year, man. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. We got take and then a sponsor message coming up. Uh, This take is from Hobbs, and it's for you, Joe. The NFC playoff teams will be the Eagles, Saints, Seahawks, Rams, Packers, and the Detroit Lions. Hobbs is out on the 49ers, huh? He didn't have them in there. Nah, he said screw it. So no. Hobbs is the new Niners hater, not the draft dudes. <laughs> you guys Hobbs. find Hobbs and send that 49ers hate at him. The team went out, went 4-0, beat the Browns big time on Monday night. Hobbs says no. Give me Detroit Lions. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Listen up, guys. I want to tell you about today's sponsor. That is Blue Chew. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. But this just isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. It's no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay 5 bucks for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. 
We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Kyle, I think I got to get this one, right? This next one? Well, you're screwing up our order, but that's fine. Yes, you should. The sports yep. nut. Um, maybe the Bills, maybe a Bills takes on takes for Joe. With the Bills off to a hot start, the Bills should trade their first round pick for wide receiver AJ no, Green. They shouldn't do it. They should not. They should look into it, but I'm not giving up a first round pick for AJ Green. Respect his game, respect the impact he can make. He's north of 30 and he's been banged up consistently over the last three seasons. That's not what I'm going to invest my first round pick when Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott's done such a nice job, job with the draft. I'm not going to take away the capital for a player that, you know, is in a contract here. You don't know if he's going to stay, all those types of things. So I'm too nervous about that. I don't think the Bills have a wide receiver problem. Can they get better at wide receiver? Absolutely. And I don't know that the way I would choose to get better is parting with my first round pick next year for A.J. Green, who's north of 30 and banged up. Mr. Thick Boy, if Daniel Snyder had the – Cojones, he would offer a five-year, $60 million deal to Urban Meyer, not Lincoln Riley, because Redskins need a true CEO at head coach. I don't think Urban Meyer is the kind of CEO I want to hitch my wagon to. Do you? I I hate his ass, but that's just me. I'm still sour over Florida, man. I respect his ability to build a winning college football program. But we don't think it's a little weird that like Urban always pulls the shoot and jumps out like <laughs> at year six. <laughs> like I, I think this would be extremely bold because Urban has found so much success at the college level, and that's obviously where Lincoln Riley has cut his success as well. But I think. Urban strikes me more of the kind of coach as what Nick Saban is from a personality and a demeanor standpoint. His players love him, right? Like just like Nick Saban's players at Alabama love him. You watch the the what the athletic did with their behind the scenes for three days, and they 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 talk about how there's this outside perception of Nick Saban versus what he really is. And Urban kind of strikes me as that same kind of guy. But I don't know how well-received that messaging and mentality will be at the pro level versus Lincoln Riley is more of a quote-unquote player's coach. Urban, I think, is a little bit more of a stern uh, demeanor. Still a likable coach for his players, but Nick Saban tried to, to maintain that same style of coaching at the NFL level, and he flopped hard. So I don't think Urban Meyer is a very attractive candidate for an NFL coaching job, personally. Lincoln Riley can have virtually any coaching job he wants in the world, right? He ain't going to Washington, boys and girls. It ain't going to happen. Money talks, but he'll get money elsewhere. He'll get someone else's money. He's red hot as a candidate. Yeah. Uh, Bobby says the Bears should aggressively work the free agent offensive line market and trade their two seconds into the back half of the first round to take a quarterback in this talented and deep draft class. Sure, they should uh, They should work the free agent market to get offensive line help. I think the Bills laid out a pretty good blueprint on how to do that. Um, this is where it gets weird, right? This He's asking me, should the, should the Bears take that new direction on quarterback and really move on from Mitch and 
you know, you're talking about quarterbacks end of the first round. I think guys like Jalen Hurts, uh, Jordan Love, uh, maybe Jake Fromm come into this discussion. Um, I mean, if you really are convinced that those guys have a higher ceiling than Mitch Trubisky, then I think you should do. You should always be looking to upgrade that position, right? Unless you have one of the top guys that are uh, the catalyst for the reason why you win, then um, you gotta you gotta look to upgrade. And so I'm willing to watch Mitch over the rest of the season and you know help make that decision, but. I'm still willing to give him the rest of the season and see how he, he can impact this football team. So I think it's time to start thinking about it, right? I don't know if on October 8th I'm ready to say, yep, that's what they got to do. Uh, next one here comes from Adam Huddle. Outside of the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Big Ten is cheeks. Penn State surprised me this year. I know Penn State really hasn't played – the most imposing schedule to this point in the year. Uh, but outside of the lulls against Pittsburgh in a hotly contested rivalry game and the sleepwalking against Buffalo, what they've done in the Big Ten schedule so far has been extremely impressive to me. And they have uh, explosive skill players. K.J. Hamler is off to a wonderful start to the 2019 college season. Um, the quarterback situation looks improved versus Trace McSorley last year as far as from a passing element. Uh, they haven't really been tested, but I don't think Penn State is cheeks, which surprised me because if you would have asked me before the season, I would have pointed to all the losses this program incurred and would have guessed that they would be like an 8-4 and four level cheeks team. But I don't think that's what Penn State – I expect Penn State to probably win 10 games this year, maybe go 10-3. and three. Wisconsin too, right? They're, and, uh, they're, they're part of this discussion. Yes. Yes, and, and Wisconsin cannot pass the ball to save their life. But fortunately, they have a dominating running back, a dominating offensive line. They have a very good, very disciplined defense. Zach Bond is a talented pass rusher. Their latest one in a long line of guys. Uh, Chris Ort, linebacker. Um, I think this Wisconsin team is very, very good at what they do. If you put them behind 14 points and ask them to throw the football, they're toast and then they're cheeks. But I don't think the team in general is cheeks. Uh, I think the, the Big Ten will have three teams win double-digit games this year. Kyle, I have a, uh, a impromptu takes on takes that's Big Ten related. Oh, so the, there's a cliff. The cliffhanger is oh. going to be there. Uh, but real quick, at the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns, two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better sports lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where you should, too. Would not be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with mybookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now, and mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer that's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Here it is, Kyle. Here's that, here's that 
that fresh hot one I just came up with. The top three teams in the Big Ten outside of the SEC are the best combination of three teams compared to any other Power Five conference. Oh, my gosh, Joe. Well, it's, it's taking this to the next level from the Cheeks take. Who's the best three teams in the ACC? Clemson and Wake Forest in Virginia? Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the ACC. Nope. Who's the best three teams in the Pac-12? Uh, Oregon, Washington, and probably Cal Utah this year. What? Okay, you're taking Penn State, Wisconsin, and in Ohio State, right? Yes. Who's the Big Twelve? Oklahoma, Texas, and uh, this is where it gets close because I think Oklahoma and Texas are very good football teams. Well, who's third there? Oh, that's not Oklahoma State. They laid an egg against Texas Tech. That the re- Iowa State. The rest of the Big Twelve is going to cannibalize one another. Uh, right now it's five and zero Baylor. <laughs> okay, so if that's what it's, I mean, are you not taking the Big Ten as the the second best top three teams in the conference? Well, here's the thing: take one versus one. We, we're assuming Oklahoma as an undefeated team is the number one t- team in the Big Ten or Big Twelve, right? We should. This should just be our show tomorrow. Okay, done. <laughs> because I think there's a compelling argument to be made. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we have to do the mock draft tomorrow. Just kidding. We're going to deal with this right now. <laughs> All right. Oklahoma versus Ohio State. I'm taking Ohio Push. State right now. Okay, Ohio State. Better defense. Even though Oklahoma's better on defense, they are. Yes. Texas versus – who's the two? Are we going to assume that Wisconsin, Wisconsin because Wisconsin. they're in the other division? I think Wisconsin's beaten two good football teams this year. Okay. So Texas versus Wisconsin, who you got? <laughs> Neutral site game? My answer is Texas. Who did Texas Texas lost to LSU? LSU. Wisconsin ain't spreading you out like that. I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. I, I think there's a reasonable case for Wisconsin, but I won't fight you. I think maybe Texas has better uh, talent. I think Texas is able to put Wisconsin behind enough that they can get them to be one-dimensional and then tee off them. It's fine. I'll give it to you. Penn State versus Baylor. <laughs> Come on now. We got to look into the Baylor Bears here. <laughs> they're they're five and zero. They've they're scored one hundred ninety four. We can't say they're terrible. They're five and zero. I mean, beaten. the simple fact that Penn State's ranked higher Ooh. on the polls. Ooh. They've played Stephen F. Austin, UTSA, Rice, Iowa State, and Kansas State. I mean, Iowa State's not a bad win. They won by a point. They won by two points. Don't sell them short. One by two. They went into they beat, Kansas State and won the football game. They beat Rice by eight. Yeah, come on. They beat yeah, Rice by eight. It's probably Penn State. All right, so there it is. Settled. Now, we will not get clarity on Baylor for quite a while. But we will. We won't. Because they play all the teams that are. Yeah, I understand that. But they don't. they play Oklahoma November 16th, and they play Texas November 23rd. Yeah, but I think they're going to lose to like Oklahoma State. They're not going to go into Oklahoma State and win that football. Well, game. but even still, they're going to come into that game. They're going to be six and six and ones. 
They could be they could be eight and one playing Oklahoma. They could be. They, they could, could be. be. I'm not giving I'm not chalking up wins for Baylor against Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and TCU that quick. I mean, even if they go two and two, they're still it's suggestive that they're a good football team. Well, yeah, Matt Roll's a good coach. Good that, that's fine. All right. You you tried to skip over Trevor Joseph's take here, Joe. I'm not gonna let it happen. I would never. After we witness what could be considered a botch of his most climacteric matchup of the season, Jordan Love will fall out of some top five 2020 quarterback rankings and be leapfrogged by either Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts. Renew vocabulary for Joe. Takes on take. Yeah, we've done climacteric uh, before. Um, I think Joe Burrow will be a higher pick already than Jordan Love. Jordan Love versus Jalen Hurts is, to me, the conversation here. Oh, that's tough. Uh, don't keep the sound bite, but give me Jalen Hurts over Jordan Love right now. You want to know what JB. You, oh, no, 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 no. You're not glossing this over. I got to get this out into the airwaves. Okay. Do you know what... My October first positional big board read for quarterbacks. Yeah, you had you had love seven, right? Seven. He was out yeah. before this game because okay. he wasn't playing well. The not Klein McTarrick for Kyle there. That's nah. just yeah. That's business as usual. All right, JB's fired up about the Falcons. This he said this might be the longest takes on takes to date. Burn down this MFR in Atlanta. This roster is worse than we expected. Players have quit. Scheme isn't working. The message isn't getting across anymore. Fire Quinn and Cutter today. Promote Raheem Morris to interim head coach. Knapp to offensive coordinator. Ulbrich to defensive coordinator. I know it sounds bad, but what do you have to lose? Fans already aren't paying for tickets due to insane PSLs. Burning it down, Kyle, in Atlanta? I think we're getting to that point. Um, This team's been kind of snake bit at some key spots with injuries, right? Chris Lindstrom broke his foot. Keanu Neal with another injury, significant injury. Uh, So they've lost some critical players. But by and large, I think you watch Atlanta play football, and it's clear they need a spark. And if you think that spark comes from firing Dan Quinn and Dirk Cutter, I think you have to do it. I'm not going to say this is the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely, positively, if they lose this weekend, need to fire Dan Quinn. But if this season finishes 5-11, and this team has way more talent at its disposal than should be finishing 5-11. and And if we get to the end of the road, and this team has that bad of a record, then yes, I do think you need to clean house, and I don't know about burn the roster to the ground, but to right. burn the coaching staff to the ground for sure. Right. I think, I don't think we don't have a huge rebuild in Atlanta, right? No, but that can coach, be a quick turnaround. Oh, are you kidding? Couple pieces on defense, the right leadership. You're going to, you're going to win 10 games in 2020. All right. All right. Is, what do we got? This one's for me. This one's for you from Zach. Yep. Jared Goff is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He's better than Stafford, Ryan and rivers for sure. Nicest thing we've ever had said about Jared Goff on Takes on Takes. Only nice thing we've had said about Jared Goff (laughs) in the history of Takes on Takes. And we've done like 60 of these. 
Kyle, would you rather have Goff or Stafford? Jared Goff. Same. Would you rather have Goff or Matt Ryan? At this point in their careers? Yeah. Jared Goff. Right. Maybe for one game, you'd rather have Matt Ryan. Right. Same thing with Rivers and Goff, right? Same thing. Yes. I'd like to see what Rivers can do with an offensive line. That would be helpful. Yeah. Give it to me. Jared Goff, top 10 quarterback. David Bullen. Miami will gain the first pick in 2020. Yes. And will then trade pick 33 to pick up a further first round pick in 2021. I think they're going to have to trade that Texans pick to get a first round pick next year. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can flip 33 to get a first round pick in 2021. What's the appeal? Kicking the the can down the road and continuing to take advantage of the stockpile that you have by turning two first or one first round picks into two first round picks. So you're they're going to trade thirty three for a one in twenty twenty one, right? I don't think thirty three gets you a one in twenty twenty one. Well, especially I mean you have to wait, you have to be on the clock, right? At thirty three, you could have a player that you've graded in the top fifteen and you just draft them, right? You'd have to have a significant belief that the pick you're going to acquire is going to be a high first-round pick, right? And here's the deal. That's the appeal. If you're getting that kind of player, or if you're getting that kind of deal from a team that you think that highly or think that lowly of for 2021, odds are the team you're trading with already stinks. So nobody's going to to, to trade you a 2021 first-round pick to jump up five spots in the draft order. Yeah, for me, if I'm Miami, I, I mean, I get like continuing to build future years worth of draft capital and maintain that flexibility and leverage. I also want to get my premium players in as quickly as possible. Right. right. Well, so. and you saw what Washington and Seattle did with the deal this year, where Washington traded up to 26 and it cost them that year's two and next year's two. So I don't even know if Miami could flip their third first round pick this year instead of 33 and get a first round pick next year. They'd probably have to leverage that Steelers pick if they wanted another first round pick next year. Which I doubt they do. Uh, Another one from the sports nut, Joe. The 2020 quarterback class will be better than the 2018 class. Whew. I don't know. I would Mayfield, Darnold, Rosen, Allen, Jackson, Rudolph versus Tua, Herbert, Love, Eason, Burrow, Hurts, Fromm. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's easy to say this type of stuff, right? Especially right now where Mayfield's not having a great year. Darnold is, hasn't played this year. Rosen's, been in the worst situations any human beings ever been in to try to play quarterback. I mean, Allen's shown growth. Jackson's shown growth, but he's kind of come back down to earth after, you know, what he showed in week one against the dolphins. And then Mason Rudolph has shown some promise and, you know, kind of getting his opportunity, but it hasn't been great. So yeah, obviously, you know, this is one of those things where you can say, Oh, this, these guys that we don't know anything about what they're going to be in the NFL, which probably will resemble exactly this, you know, type of trajectory for a lot of these guys that they're going to be better. I don't know that we can definitively say that they're better. I will say that I love Tua. I mean, as far as the quarterbacks I love of all of these guys put together, I mean, Tua is a guy that I, you know, you guys heard me talk about in preseason and nothing's changed. Tua and Mayfield are the top two. This would be a fun show, Joe. 
take the top six from both classes and go, okay, one versus one, two versus Mayfield, two versus two, Darnold versus Herbert, three versus three. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's going to slant towards 2018, but I, I'd love to have the discussion. Yeah. Maybe that's a next Wednesday. I think that, that, I think that's something we put on the schedule. Last one. Give it to me real right, quick. What happens? This last one. Last, last one. one. No, Nolan. Nolan says, this is easy. Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson are the best two quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not close and should be the front runners for MVP. They not only have the statistical numbers, but are making big time throws and scrambles that others simply cannot. I think they're two of the top five. Um, Whoa. I think they're the two most dynamic quarterbacks. I think that's a better word than best. Do you think that's a fair statement? There's so many, there's so many contextual things that you can bring into the conversation that shift it. Right? Like, but I, I maybe what's the best way to answer it? If you're gonna start a team, which two would you pick? Who would be the first quarterback? Who would be the second? I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of different ways you can look I mean, at it. You're ignoring health. Carson Wentz can be up there. Deshaun Watson can be up there. Deshaun Watson's also super dynamic, like Mahomes and Russell Wilson are. I don't know about best. But I do think they are I think two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I think they're the two best. And they should be front runners for MVP. I do agree with that. Because the level that Mahomes is playing, discarding the game against the Colts, in which, you know, he he looked like he was limping around on the field a little bit. What Russell's able to do in Seattle with the supporting cast around him of a lot of youngsters at the receiver and skill positions, a not very good offensive line. Um I think I saw he was he was only he only had close to ten dropbacks in last week's game in which he wasn't pressured in some capacity. Wizard, Kyle, yes. he's a wizard. He's, he's phenomenal. So I do I agree with they should should be the front runners for MVP at this point in the season. That's going to do it for us today on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's edition of Takes on Takes. We always enjoy when you bring the heat, and you did not disappoint today. Tomorrow, as Joe and I said, we are doing a mock draft, our October mock for the Draft Dudes podcast. Come back and catch it. You're going to want to hear who we gave to your favorite team. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino signing off. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.